Hello, and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, sponsored by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. I'm Managing Editor Joe Abraham, and here are this week's top stories. Pediatric Vaccination Clinic was hosted by Sullivan County Public Health Services last Friday at the Monticello Firehouse on Richardson Avenue, in which 196 children ages 5 through 11 received the first dose of the emergency-authorized FDA-approved Pfizer COVID-19 vaccination. According to Public Health's website, the children in attendance joined the 40,000-plus people in Sullivan County who have already received the full dosage of the vaccine. Karen Holden, Director of Patient Services for Sullivan County Public Health Services, looked to provide the children of the appropriate age group of Sullivan County with a, quote, fun and accessible environment in which they could receive their vaccinations. Alongside her were many other, quote, women behind the magic, as Holden said, including Christina Half, RN, who helped organize the staffing of the clinic. Holden said, quote, just like a good show, you never see behind the scenes. Referring to the many registered nurses, volunteers, and medical professionals that helped put on the clinic, praising their work. In other news, the town of Fallsburg recently passed its 2022 budget of $13.1 million, which is a 2.49% increase from last year's budget. For 2022, $8.8 million is needed to be raised by taxes for town and highway, which is an increase of 2.45%. On the lighting, garbage, sewer, parking, water, and fire districts in the budget rises to $22.7 million, a 2.68% increase from last year. However, the town uses fund balance reserves to balance out the budget and lessen the burden on taxpayers. According to the budget posted on the town's website, there will be a 0% tax increase. The budget passed unanimously on the November 8th town board meeting. Aside from the budget, there was also some discussion about Grandview condominiums. The period for public comment regarding the Grandview place has been extended until January 25th, 2022, after a vote from the board on November 8th. Ten years ago, one of the most devastating fires in Sullivan County history ripped through parts of Grandview Palace condominiums, leaving residents homeless. The town board proposed taking over the site last year and held a public hearing on August 23rd to hear comments on the town's use of eminent domain to acquire the property. During the public hearing in August, town supervisor Steve Iglianti said the property has sat untouched since the fire. The town board felt they had given the insurance company and the homeowners associations time to take care of the property. The town wants to acquire it so the land can be developed and put into use since the property has sat dormant for so many years, according to the proposed action by the town during the public hearing. The town wants to achieve this through, quote, residential, municipal, and or commercial economic development projects in connection with the public purposes of advancing the general prosperity and economic welfare of the residents of the town by returning the vacant and or underutilized proposed site to productive use, thereby promoting employment and increasing the property tax base within the town. However, during the public hearing in August, residents felt the property was being taken from them. Instead, Brian Rourke, an attorney representing the residents of the Grandview Palace, said during the public hearing in August, quote, not only did they lose their homes and investments and personal possessions, but they were also dealt with a very serious blow by the insurance carriers who did not compensate the residents due to a technical issue with the policy. Shifting gears, the Sullivan County Federation for the Homeless, located at 9 Monticello Street in Monticello, New York, is working in preparation of this year's Thanksgiving celebrations for those in need and are preparing for multiple food pantry giveaways consisting of Thanksgiving items and foods. Program Administrator Kathy Kreider told the Democrat that the Federation has three food pantry giveaways planned for the days leading up to Thanksgiving and hopes to help secure a few holiday meals for the less fortunate in the area. Last Friday, they hosted a fixings pantry in which those in need can acquire Thanksgiving-themed food items, all except for the turkey, which included cranberry sauce, gravy, stuffing, and more. 
Tuesday, the Federation conducted another giveaway, this time handing out Thanksgiving turkeys only, rather than just the fixing. The final giveaway took place on Wednesday, where they handed out prepackaged containers of Thanksgiving-themed food, which included turkey and the fixings, and proportions to families in need for the holiday. There will be no giveaways on Thanksgiving Day. Kreider mentioned that the Sullivan County Federation for the Homeless also plans on hosting a Christmas Eve dinner on December 24th, which will be open to all members of the community, not just those in need. According to Kreider, it will be held outdoors and there will be holiday festivities, which will include a visit from Santa Claus and Christmas music. Kreider also expressed the need for generic clothing donations. Non-gender specific clothing, such as socks, hats, gloves, and scarves, are also welcomed and appreciated. Donation items such as these are being accepted by the Federation in order to help the less fortunate in the upcoming winter months. Monetary donations are also appreciated as the Federation for the Homeless is a nonprofit organization and relies on charitable donations to remain an active part of the community for those in need. A link to donate is available on their website at scfederation.org. Taking a look at county news, alleged events of the Town of Liberty Board of Assessment Review meeting on November 2nd were once again a topic of conversations at last Thursday's legislative meetings. Town of Liberty Supervisor Frank DeMeo issued a letter to the county on November 5th detailing what he called, quote, the inappropriate and unprofessional actions of certain county employees at the November 2nd bar meeting. Legislative Chairman Rob Doherty, one of four county representatives at the bar meeting, has since told the Democrat that he, quote, vehemently and categorically denies each of the allegations of misconduct contained in the letter and asserted that each member of the delegation at all times comported themselves professionally and appropriately. Mayo hand-delivered and read a second letter during Thursday's full board meeting of the county legislature, where he said, quote, since the county employees involved in the incident of November 2nd have not come forward by their own volition to apologize personally to the Town of Liberty employees, the Town Board of the Town of Liberty requests an update on your investigation into the matter. DeMeo said that while the County of Sullivan discrimination and discriminatory harassment policy does not specifically address county employee-related behavior outside the contingent of county employees, the Town of Liberty nonetheless expects the county to investigate, quote, such behavior regardless of who was offended or where the alleged infractions took place. Your investigation should be consistent with your policy, said DeMeo. You may want to include in your investigation a viewing of the surveillance recording in the town's possession, taken from the entryway to the town offices. You may find some compelling evidence to back up the eyewitness accounts and close with my previous letters. But let me be clear. The Town of Liberty and the Town Board of Liberty will not let this issue die on the vine without, at the very least, a written response from this legislative body. Following the public comment period, several legislators expressed support of an investigation. Deputy County Attorney Tom Cauley told legislators that the letter dropped off by DeMeo amounts to what he would call a personnel complaint. That's all that's on the table at this point. He said, quote, if this body is the appointing officers of the employees, with the exception of the chair, are employees of the legislature, it should be referred to personnel, if that's the prerogative of the body. Legislators Joe Perillo and Nadia Reich expressed dissatisfaction with that process, citing former complaints they've been involved in where the investigations came back sealed. Perillo said, quote, if you're going to have an investigation, it shouldn't be anybody in this county making anybody's determination. So no way am I agreeing to our HR, personnel, or this body making any decisions on what happened. I experienced it firsthand, and it doesn't work. Kali explained that if the conclusion of a complaint is unfounded, it has to be sealed. Legislator Ira Steingart said that if the process is not satisfactory, it's the legislature's job to change the policy to get different results. But Steingart said, quote, to discuss this now is not the place, adding that they can talk about the process, which shouldn't be talking about the specific situation. 
Legislator Alan Sorensen concluded the discussion by saying that he supported, quote, having an independent third-party investigation regarding the Town of Liberty's complaints. As for top stories in today's newspaper, we have an article about an investigation of environmental contamination, which is currently underway at the Sullivan County International Airport. The county says they are conducting the airport investigation via its consultant, InSafe, under the guidance and authority of the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation and the New York State Department of Health. The DEC recently announced that the investigation will, quote, define the nature and extent of the contamination in soil, surface water, groundwater, and any other parts of the environment that may be affected for the purposes of developing a cleanup plan to protect public health and the environment. Also in today's paper, we have an article about several local towns and villages who have public hearings set on whether or not they should opt out of cannabis retail dispensaries and consumption sites. They have until the end of the year to do so. We also have an article on the Monticello Central School District shifting to remote instruction earlier this week and the town of Mamakane's recent meeting where they passed their budget and discussed collective bargaining. That concludes today's episode of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calico, New York. We hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving with their families. And for our friends of the Jewish faith, we hope you have a terrific Hanukkah with your families. Thank you.